better. He couldn't stop thinking about the dream, something about a bird, and that feeling of desperately needing to be somewhere, now. In fact, he still felt this compulsion. It gnawed stubbornly at him. His eyes kept drifting to the windows and doors. His thoughts kept returning to the parked PT cruiser in the driveway. It was like an itch. He very much wanted to get in the vehicle and drive down the road. Yet, he remained unable to say where it was he wanted so badly to go. That night, the dream returned. Like the first time, he recalled nothing but a bird, or birds, or something bird-like he simply couldn't remember. And like the first time, he awoke utterly convinced that there was somewhere he very much needed to be that he was, in fact, desperately late. He did not make it all the way to his car this time. When Karen switched on her bedside lamp, he stood frozen and bewildered, his pants only halfway on, squinting into the blinding glare and trying to remember where it was he thought he was going. Soon after, he was back in bed, the lights back off. Karen did not laugh at him this night. She did not tell him he was silly. She urged him back into bed and he came willingly, ashamed of the concern he saw in her sleepy face. The desperation he had felt was overpowered by the simple logic that he did not have anywhere to be. He returned to his pillow without a word, and she snuggled against him as if determined to anchor him to the bed until morning. Again he lay awake that feeling of being late, still stubbornly refusing to release him and let him rest. The next day was much like the one before it. He remained constantly distracted, his thoughts and eyes inexorably drawn to the parked PT cruiser and the unknown roads it promised to carry him down. Each time he forced his eyes away from the windows and doors, he caught Karen watching him. She was no fool. No matter how many times he told her he was fine, She knew something was troubling him, and he felt terrible for worrying her. But still, he could not shake the urge to get up and go. The third night inevitably arrived, and Eric awoke once more from the same mysterious dream with the same maddening desire to rush out of the house. This time, he did not bother returning to bed. When Karen came downstairs and switched on the kitchen light at a little before three in the morning, She found him sitting at the table, fully dressed, a steaming cup of coffee in his hands, and his car keys sitting in front of him. For a moment she stood watching him, and for that moment he watched her back, admiring her. She was considerably heavier than she had been ten years ago when he married her, but still as lovely as the day they met. In fact, he rather preferred her a little plumper. She'd been too skinny back when they dated, far too preoccupied with her weight. Now that she'd accepted that there was nothing wrong with being larger than a size zero, she'd filled out her figure with magnificently sexy curves. His eyes washed over her bare legs as she stood leaning against the door jamb, clothed in only her favorite pajama top, her arms crossed over her chest as if chilled. You know, she said finally, there's bound to be an easier way to sneak off and see your mistress. Eric smiled up at her. I know. She told me to stop waking her up at two in the morning. No girl's horny at that hour. Still smiling, 
Still admiring her lovely shape, he sipped quietly at his coffee. How far did you get this time? Pretty well right here. Same dream? Far as I know. Still can't remember it. She stared at him and said nothing. He kept smiling. It's just a stupid recurring dream. She was silent for a moment longer. She would not admit that she was worried about him. That simply wasn't her way, but he could see it in her eyes. And he didn't blame her for feeling at least a little concerned. These dreams were troubling. They were interfering with his life. Neither of them had ever dealt with anything like this before. Finally, she spoke. What are we going to do? I'm going to go, Eric replied. This surprised her. She stood up straight, her pajama shirt falling open a little at the bottom where she'd left.